You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Huge thanks to Oklahoma Agrotourism for helping set this podcast up. Hundreds of farms and ranches across the state of Oklahoma invite you to explore and experience the intersection of agriculture and tourism. Oklahoma's growing adventure. Pet a pig, help with a harvest, lie around at the lodge, wind down with a wine and more. However, you want to experience agriculture? Let Oklahoma Agrotourism be your guide. Start your adventure at oklahomaagrotourism.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. With me today, I have Rita Wiedemann to talk about Growing Pains, her business, I guess possibly family business looking at it. Maybe we'll find out in a little bit. But um, looking forward to diving in and learning all you know all about the cool stuff that, that she has going on uh, out in Yukon, is that right? Mustang. Out in Mustang. Uh, you can tell I've really done my research on this one. <laughs> Jeez. So we're out, coming from Mustang. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, appreciate you coming in. I know we've been chatting before before this, before recording, and you've been super busy, and this is busy season for you. Um, and, you know, you had school kids coming out and, and all of the cool attractions that you have, which we'll dive into today. But uh, for people listening and for people, well, for people listening, I will post the link to your Facebook page so they can go to that. Um, but I guess who you are, who are you, and how are you? You know, did you grow up here? I well, I'm Rita, and I own Growing Pains in Mustang. Um, we are fifth. I am fifth generation on that land wow. in Mustang. Um, I actually grew up east of Chickasha. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, like he did, like a semester in college and quit, and said yeah. he was gonna take over the farm in Mustang and dairy and he's the only child and my papa said no you're not <laughs> and so he married my mom and they lived there I think about a year and at 19 18 19 he went and bought a farm in Chickasha yeah and then that's where my sister and I were born and we were there we gra- we graduated we went to friend school graduated eighth it was a K through eight school graduated went to Amber Pocasset went to Ampo and I graduated from high school there and then went to Stillwater did a year at OSU. Had a lot of fun. I probably would have more fun there now than I did then. <laughs> uh, I did not want to go. Yeah. I wanted to stay home. I wanted to go to Redlands in El Reno. And Dad said, you've got an academic scholarship. You're going. And I honestly hated every minute of it. Yeah. I did not like it. It was too many people. Um, my sister thrived on it. I, yeah. I didn't like it. I lasted a year. I worked at the dairy there in Stillwater, and I quit and went to nursing school. So yeah. I'm actually a LPN, but so is my mom. So I, my mom, yeah, my mom is too. My yeah. aunt is an RN. Um, we, I ended up getting married up there. Uh-huh. Had my daughter. We moved back. Years later, I got divorced, and that's when I moved back to the farm. In yeah, Mustang. yeah, yeah. So, why, from a young age, then, why Redlands? Why did you want to go to Redlands? I was think because it was small. Thing? No, it was small. Okay. And it would have been, I could have lived with dad in Mustang and yeah, yeah, yeah. driven back and forth. And I just had zero interest to be in a in a big university that, that was that big. Yeah. I mean, it terrified me. <laughs> I did not. Yeah. I just, everybody I tell that to, they're like, oh, that would have been a great experience. And I'm like, I. So you had small schools then up until that point, Up until that right? point, it just Oh, it terrified me, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, 
Yeah. I don't, yeah. It was just it wasn't for me. I'm just not. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Not that person. Yeah. So so growing up, then obviously agriculture was in your blood. Yeah. It was like all you knew. Yeah, my parents dairied, and then they sold out in 80. I would have been like two years old, I uh-huh. think, and dad went into beef cattle, so alfalfa, mainly alfalfa, yeah. some wheat for grazing pasture, and then he still helped my grandparents in Mustang Farm, so sure. um, his dad actually ended up dying of colon cancer in 84, and so dad, from 84 on, dad farmed both places Yeah. until we sold that farm in Chickasha, and he moved to Mustang. That's so, not easy doing both yeah. places, right? That's yeah. that's a big deal. I look back on it as a kid and I think how much he actually farmed because he leased several different farms. Yeah. And that's what he did. And then in 80, I don't know, I'm probably off on dates, but 88, 89, he bought a commission company at the stockyards mm-hmm. and yeah. and farm. I mean, it was crazy. It really was a lot. But we've ha- we've back hauled when, a lot of tractors back and forth from Chickasha to Mustang because that was before yeah. the Turnpike, right? So yeah, you were yeah, going yeah. old way, you know, eighty one, yeah, eighty one highway. So yeah. we, I was down that way yesterday. We there's um uh, there's a, a monthly car cruise called Cruise in Oklahoma that one of the guys has set up. Uh, and yesterday we drove. We all met at Blanchard High School, and we drove from Blanchard down, you know, out to Chickasha, yeah. Anadarko, yep. up through Gracemont, and then over to. Um, Oh, what's the name of it? Basically, did just a giant loop. Yeah. Um, came then uh, down through Tull, Minko, and then back to Blanchard. Oh, wow. And I hadn't seen, like, that, you know, people who grew up, like, I didn't grow you, up here, but... It, when you took you the know, Highway 62 out of Blanchard, you would have drove past our old farm. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, that, I mean, that we I take those crews every month because, you, you know, they always take a different route, and it's always part of the, the state that you've never been to before. Yeah. And it's beautiful out there. Like, you get up past Gracemont... Um, Basque, is it Koga, Kuga, how yep, do you say it? Koga. Those roads, those roads that go through like red winding oh, and all. It's beautiful. Yeah. I'm like, how is this in Oklahoma? Everyone thinks this place is flat. Oh um, yeah, everybody thinks it's flat. It's oh, not it's flat. awesome. Yeah, we had it's a great time. Um, and people listening, you know, you definitely check that out on Facebook. It's really cool if you like driving around in your car for an hour, two hours, and you know, every now and then. Um, so growing up, like in agriculture, uh, was your sister younger or older than you? Older. Okay, so your older sister was going to, gone to OSU, and then mm-hmm. dad, how did you get an academic scholarship? You have some pretty switched uh, on to I, that. I had a good, good grades. <laughs> I was say, <laughs> I was like, a good student. Yeah. I had a, yeah, I guess it was a 3.98 back then. You know, nowadays it's like That's a, a yeah. 4.7. I'm like, how does that even figure? But... I was salutatorian, and I had an academic scholarship for it was it was for a year. Yeah, and school came natural to you. No, I hated it. I really did. <laughs> we got some great teachers still that yeah. I love to death. But I think uh, I, my grades were good because of basketball. So you were really into yeah. basketball, and that's that the, was you my knew deal. If I played, my sister was into ag, FFA. Yeah, and all I cared about was playing ball. Okay, and that's that's it. So yeah, but I had to work at it. I mean, I had to study. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't a natural thing. But no. that's why you loved it because you worked at it and saw yeah. the results. Yeah, right. Rather than working yeah. at it and not getting and not any getting better, it, which yeah, is yeah, even exactly. worse. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than being like Just, you know having a pair, having a dad that's like you need to work at this, and you're like I'm not getting any I'm better. Not, yeah, this is why. Yeah. No, we did. I mean, we we both worked hard in school. Yeah. So, yeah. That's really cool. So that was kind of instilled in you from from family. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was no option. Yeah. I mean I would say I would say straight A's were highly 
recommended. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Otherwise, you're shoveling stuff that yeah, you don't want to shovel. Yeah, it wouldn't have been good. <laughs> I remember in, uh, I think it was sixth grade. Gosh, if anybody knows me that went to school with me, they're going to remember this too. We had a history teacher, and uh, it was progress report time. So you get progress reports, and then, you know, you would, your parents come in for parent teacher conference, yeah. and all of us that were like at the top of the class had C's and D's in her class. And so, you know, if the top kids have C's and D's, everybody uh, else is failing. Yeah. You know, there wasn't an A right. in the class. And we were all terrified because we had never had our parents at a teacher conference ever because yeah. we were straight A students and we were wrecks, but our parents were livid, livid, yeah. livid <laughs> because it was like three assignments and one test. And every one of us bombed the test because right. it wasn't, it was just like you walked into class one day and it was like, okay, we're having a history test. Yeah. Okay, well. Yeah. Thanks for thanks Okay, for the well, we're yeah. failing now. Right. Yeah. I remember we didn't have we did not have bad grades for long. I will say that. It was fixed <laughs> pretty quickly. But yeah, I always remember that. I was terrified to show yeah. my progress report to my parents. Terrified. And so was everybody else. Yeah. They're mad. Well, that's funny because like when, when you're in, I guess you were, you know, you're you're at a smaller school, so everyone starts talking. Everyone's Everybody, parents, yeah. yeah, everyone's parents know each other. I so mean, there was like, like twelve of know, us in that. Is your know, kid like, failing? Yes, your kid. And then, like you said, you have this 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 yeah, because you know, you know, because you know, school. kids that are like, oh, if so and so is doing bad, right? The whole classes, yeah. And and we were ter- I just remember the terror. I could name the names of the kids that yeah. were like, oh, my parents are going to kill me. <laughs> I'm like, mine too. Yeah. They're crying, crying on the bus ride home. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Uh, so so you you get an academic scholarship. You go to OSU. And after one year, you're like, I'm, I, just yeah, don't, I, you know, actually, I just don't want to do yeah, this. No. And I actually, I went and applied for nursing school, mm-hmm. paid for everything. Once I once I got accepted, I pay, went ahead and paid for it up front before I ever told my dad. Yeah. And he hung up on me when I called him, and I yeah. said I quit OSU, and I have been accepted into nursing school, and he hung up on me. Yeah. Yeah, he was mad. Was nursing school at OU? No. Okay. Uh, no, I went to actually, <laughs> no, I went to a, I went to Meridian Tech. Okay. So it was yeah. A, yeah. But how did you pay for it all? Um, I had savings, yeah, and I just paid it you. and got done with. I was like, eh. yeah, man, it was devastating too for him to be mad. He was so he was so because mad. your sister had gone ahead and loved mm-hmm. it, yeah, and she and yeah. was in all the ag stuff as well, right? Yeah. Which to him and was I, like, you know, I just didn't. Yeah, it wasn't my deal. It just was not my deal. So you really enjoyed nursing school? Um, yeah, I probably did. I think I I always say because I was nineteen. I think when I graduated, so yeah. I don't think I was actually cut out for it then. Mm-hmm. You know, like we all evolve and change, and I was always such a doormat and so passive and naive, and you know, obviously not that way anymore. But yeah. I think I would have been better off now as a nurse than because you know, you start trusting yourself more and yeah, life uh, experience life and ex- just it's yeah. all that. Yeah, and I think I did it for man. I did it for a few years. I qu- I quit. Had my daughter, and I worked at the stockyards with my dad yeah. for years, and then worked for a vet. And what I oh, then I went back into nursing, and I worked in nursing for mm-hmm. eight more years, nine years. And my husband finally one day he said, actually, my stepdad was my stepdad was really sick, mm-hmm. and I had been doing my extra classes to go to RN school, and 
still working full time. And when he got sick, I had told the doctor I worked for, I told him, I said, when my stepdad gets bad, I'm going to go take care of him until he passes away. And he was like, okay, you know, I really hate that, whatever. And we did. And then he ended up hiring me back part time. And it was on again, off again for a long time. But my husband finally said, uh, I think you need to quit and do this garden thing full time. Yeah. And that was probably one of the most terrifying things I... Here's a steady job that you're going like, to throw away. Oh, <laughs> now yeah. I wonder, you know, now looking back on it, I'm like, I don't know if that was a great idea or not. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for all this work. Yeah. But I don't know. Growing it would... I dove into it. Pain is my maiden name, so that's where the pains come okay. from. Um, I mean, it's a great name. I, I think it's a yeah. great name. Growing, growing pains, it's awesome. Because it, there's a lot of growing pains. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. We st- I started, I mean, I always had a garden, so it was no big deal. And my sister one day had come over, and <clears throat> we own, there's, I don't know, it's right around 700 acres down there that we own. And yeah. she had come over one day and just said, why don't you put a garden across the road? Well, it's just a pasture. And I was like, I didn't have the equipment. You know, yeah. I was like, I don't think I can do this. And I actually, the neighbor came down and tilled me up this big plot, my main plot that I still have. And just gradually evolved into I drug water hoses for years around sprinklers around I mean it was it was so dumb I look yeah. back on that and I think I bet if people drove by and would have seen me out there in this big dirt hole yeah. dragging sprinklers around I mean I'd come home from work and go start dragging sprinklers again because it started way before but it was just kind of for us right and then like for it's like growing food yeah. for you guys and then and it just, just and also I would grow a, too a much as well yeah yeah I would grow too much so we actually started so how our land set up is where the main farm is right off of Highway Four. Mm-hmm in the river there south canadian river and i would drive over through the pasture loaded you know had the ranger loaded down with produce and we'd sit at the end of the road every saturday morning and sell it yeah and as my daughter got older i would i just kept i just kept saying i just want people to come down here but i don't think they're going to come to a dead end road because i was i'm a mile over from the main farm and as she got older i would go set her up and just have dad and my sister watch her, you know, yeah, <laughs> doesn't yeah, get kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It wasn't like I just threw her to the wolves, <laughs> go figure it out and hope you come back. Yeah. But the plan then was for her to sell and send people my way. If she was out of something, they could come over there. Yeah. And so it was, it was gradual. I mean, it took, it took a long time. Yeah. And I think I, I question myself all the time because I just get older and the time goes by. But I think... I think this is my open to the public. I want to say this is four years or five years, four yeah. years. And then it was all vegetables. All it was was vegetables. And then I started growing pumpkins for fun for mm-hmm. me because I actually grew pumpkins for my wedding yeah. in 2012. And then that didn't stop. Then I just kept growing pumpkins. And then there were some berry farms north of me, and I would help them plant every strawberry season every end of September 1st of October and the strawberries started because that's how I got paid they paid me and like leftover plants basically and I had just built my first high tunnel and it was probably I say probably it's still there you would think I would know the size of it I think it was a 
I think it was 24 by 48. I think it was just 48 foot long at the time. Okay. And and that's like the giant half circle covered. Yeah. Okay. For people yeah. like myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A high tunnel is like a greenhouse. Okay. It's Got just, you. you're just heating and cooling by the earth yeah. instead of fans. And so it's basically just labor, yeah. you know, opening and closing the house. But it was empty because I had just gotten it. No, I guess it wasn't empty yet. Yeah, it was empty. It was the end of season. It was mm-hmm. October. And I just said, I had just went through my first season growing in it. It was all experimental. And when they, they brought those, when John and Patty brought those strawberries down, I was like, I don't know what to do with them. Yeah. And they were like, just plant them outside. And man, I hem-hawed around about it and thought about it. And I planted a row outside, and I filled that whole high tunnel with strawberries. And I thought, I'm just going to trial it and see what happens. Yeah. And... People said, I would, there's no way you're going to fail. It's not going to work. And I was like, okay, well, thanks. Appreciate that. <laughs> At least I have some food for myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. well, I'll have some, I'll yeah. some scraps, I guess. And it, it, it worked. And they grew great inside, and everybody else was still growing outside, and that was fine. And mm-hmm. I, but I needed, I felt like I needed that space to grow other produce, you know, to yeah. grow produce that I had always grown, not strawberries. There was plenty of berry farms around, I thought. I didn't want to compete, I didn't yeah. want it to look like that hate that stuff and uh the next year kind of on a whim i just said i think i want a high tunnel just for strawberries and matt was supportive and that's what we did and it's been great and then this year the change this year you know i kind of make fun of it but not really because it was we were in a bind i've always wanted to grow on racks i've always wanted to grow up maximize the yeah. Just maximize the actual tunnel. Because I feel like, I guess just playing with these tunnels over the years, what it boils down to is I just feel there's a lot of wasted space in there. And the neighbor and I had talked about racks and how to do it, and we could buy them, and that was expensive, and we didn't know how it was going to work. And we just kind of started really collaborating on it. and. Yeah. The racks didn't turn out exactly how we wanted them because strawberries came in four weeks early. So we kind of <laughs> thank you, Oklahoma. Threw them into, I was like, "Oh, this is awesome! <laughs> yeah. We're gonna plant these, and we don't have anywhere to put them." Yeah. So we built racks. Uh, my brother-in-law and my husband mm-hmm. and some friends, and threw some racks in, and threw some coconut bags in there, some Jiffy bags, and we went to planting. And it's been a it's definitely a learning process. I don't feel like this is our first year. You know, we didn't know how they were going to fare through mm-hmm. the that two weeks in February. That was horrendous. We got to sure. negative 18 down there. And I'm going to tell you what, those two weeks were stressful. Yeah. You know, I always look forward to, like I say, bad weather, but a rainy day or... Right, but yeah. You know, a bad a bad week in the winter to get caught up. I couldn't even focus on yeah. doing anything because it was just just checking the temperature, making sure that they were shut. You know, we have these blankets that we put over the rack systems. And then, I mean, I think John and I talked probably three or four times a day because yeah. <laughs> we were so stressed out. But he was like, what? finally, he was, I remember him saying one day, he said, why are you so stressed out about this? And I said, they're not in the ground. They're in a bag. Mm. They're going to freeze. That bag is going to freeze. Yeah. We don't know what frozen root, what it's going to do. And he was like, 
I never even thought about that. <laughs> I was like, these bags are like freely floating in the air. Right. Like, I don't, this may have been a stupid, this might have been a stupid decision. Oh. Like, it was just that one week I thought, wow, this was a gamble. This was a huge gamble. Yeah. But Not to mention what else is going on around the farm yeah, as well. Right? I mean, All the added other stress that you've got going on of keeping, you know, the well, cow or whatever that, yeah, going. Not, like, keeping you know. lines, yeah. not, water lines not frozen. There was enough going on, but... They are definitely a, I would say they're a high risk, mm-hmm. high reward crop. Yeah. Absolutely. 110%. So, so growing pains for people listening, how do you, you know, I mean, what, when someone asks you, what do you do? What, what do you say that like growing pains is? Um, I say it's a you pick strawberry farm as well as seasonal produce and pumpkins. Okay. That's the main things we we started doing, well, we had our first event in October last year and kind of thought, I had some vendors and some food trucks mm-hmm. and kind of thought, man, if we got 300 people out here, that'd be pretty cool. We had over 800 people show up. Um, it was insane. It was great. The vendors did amazing. We had live music at that one. So mm-hmm. now that one's going to stay. Yeah. So it'll it's slated for October 9th this year. We're going to stick with that one. And then now we're going to do a Mother's Day event. May 8th and from 10 to 3 mm-hmm. and we have I think I'm at 35 vendors right now yeah and three selling food trucks all, selling all kinds mm-hmm. of things and we'll do, just, we'll yeah. do yeah we'll do you pick strawberries that day there's some other farms coming out to mm-hmm. sell and then just you know handcrafted goods we'll have that so if this one is a success those two we those will keep will and always yeah. and just stick to it um I didn't charge this. I didn't charge in October or May for this one yeah. for vendors to set up, but we will now at the next one. It's now that you know yeah, because I didn't know what we were going to get. Sure. I didn't know the traffic, so yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard to right. Like, charge hey, them. Like, yeah, I mean, charge you're them. taking a gamble yeah. coming here. <laughs> yeah, you know, I appreciate you coming. I've like, never done this we'll before. I don't know how many people. Yeah, so you're. You're gambling on me, right. you know, so I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to charge you. Yeah. It's like less guilt, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. no guilt there. But. Do you think uh, having an out, out, outside event, do you think that kind of because of COVID and everything going on, people thrive to just get outside <clears throat> and go hang out and be in sunshine? I was really skewed on that. Yeah. And that's kind of, and that's what I had told, Matt was like, my husband was like, oh, you might have a hundred people show up. And I was like, yeah. well, I'm kind of hoping I have like 300. And he was like, that's insane. <laughs> And then after, I would have loved to see his face the day. <laughs> he, he was just showing up. I was just, I was smart enough to have friends with rangers and golf carts and stuff come out to drive people, and yeah. I was very glad I did that. I was trying to be overly prepared yeah. just in case. His face all day was just like, "This isn't." I mean, yeah. I don't know that he ever really said anything except for "This is insane." You know, "This is insane." The COVID last year. It was literally a, a last-minute pull-the-trigger decision in August mm-hmm. because I kept telling Department of Ag, can't do it, I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And in August, I thought, how hard can this be? You know, let's. I kind of started rolling the ball and trying to get food trucks first and then started. Rec- I started recruiting people off of Instagram yeah. for vendors. And then it just snowballed. And... And I, the only reason the only reason I was able to, like whatever, procrastinate, wait till the last minute to pull the trigger and pick a date. If it wouldn't have been for COVID, 
I wouldn't have been able to get food trucks at the last right. minute. I wouldn't have been able yeah. to get the vendors at the last minute, but nobody could do anything. Yeah. So they and, were super happy to have an event yes, to go to. They were like, yeah, I want to go. I need, right. a, I need something. Yeah. You know, if it, it was kind of like, I don't care if I make a hundred dollars, I right. gotta do something, you yeah. know? And I think that's why that one worked well. Mm-hmm. And obviously since then I've been working on this one for May, but um, COVID scared me a little bit because I never wanted any backlash right. of somebody um, coming out, somebody coming something. out, getting yeah, sick, saying yeah. something. Well, we were, right. you know, man, I, I beat myself up over that. I thought we wouldn't have anybody show up because of COVID. Yeah. And it was either way. I was either nobody's going to show up because of COVID or everybody's going to show up because COVID because they're tired of being at home, you right. know? Yeah. And it really was a 50, 50 shot. Yeah. But anymore you know if you don't try you don't know yeah exactly you don't right. know and everybody was gracious about it everybody was nice about it parking you know everybody was like well i didn't i couldn't get down the road well sorry this uh, <laughs> we're, we're working on that yeah <laughs> we're, we're gonna work on that i don't i don't know how you keep people from right i didn't want people on both sides of the road parking but yeah. i don't know how you rope off a mile i didn't expect <laughs> traffic to be backed up for a mile like yeah i didn't expect any of that someone's know? gonna be out there this year in, in high-vis jackets <laughs> telling you where to park yeah oh, it was, we had people pushing people down but every time a car would pull out somebody would just take that spot yeah. instead of keep coming down the road it's just human nature everybody yeah. just wanted to but it was great it was a great turnout people were so respectful i was shocked there was i didn't pick up a lick of trash yeah it was crazy you know we had sanitation tables up and stuff mm-hmm. and it was everybody was just grateful it yeah. was amazing i mean we sold every pumpkin and that was we had a, it was october 8th mm-hmm. and uh I didn't have anything left. So the next people for like three weeks were like, you still have pumpkins? I haven't seen anything on Facebook because I don't have any. Yeah. Because we sold out. Like, that was, I mean, I didn't expect 800 people. Right. So I didn't expect to sell all my pumpkins the first week of October, <laughs> which I'm like, great yeah. problem to have. Of course, you know? yeah. Now I'm closed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take a month I'm, off. I'm now. done yeah. for the year. That's what I always say when I run out of pumpkins is when I'm closed, you know? Yeah. But it was a great event. I'm glad we did it. Now that it's over, I'm glad we did it. Mm-hmm. I'll feel the same way. I'm going to stress out for the next four or five weeks until this next one about the weather. You know, if it rains, we don't have anywhere to go. So right. you know, I don't, we'll figure that out too. Yeah. You, know? you, you mentioned the Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. With everything that kind of family has just been involved in, in this for so long, it sounds like you have a really good relationship with them. I do. I mean, I'm, man, I consider myself very blessed with Department of Ag, mm-hmm. even Blaine Arthur. I mean, yeah, these guys really, they really have your back and they really, they really honestly want to help you. I mean, they're not just going around touring farms for fun. Yeah, they're having a good time and whatever, but they really do have your back. They have their own farm too, so they yeah, get it, right? Exactly. Like Blaine has I mean, her own. Yep. Well, you follow her on Instagram mm-hmm. and you see that, you know, just her kids are out there doing everything and she's out there and it's, I mean, she's, not, not, you know, she's a busy woman, right? right. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, they're, they're a good, good group to, yeah, definitely a, a good group to have on your side to work together. It's a good collaboration, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, I don't even want to get into this really. I shouldn't even said that. <laughs> we don't I think have for to. the mo- I think for the most part, everybody pretty much helps each other out. Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be competition, whether it's Walmart and Target sure. or a farmer that's natural it's natural but I think for the most part you know we all have our group of farmers that we relate to and stick together yeah and then I think too it's 
so important to um, you've got to have each other. Like I say, July and August is the hardest time. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it, there's never not a hard time in farming. I don't think the winter is, and then right now you're kicking the season off. We usually have a last freeze April 14th. Everybody's looking for April 14th. Do you go ahead and throw crops in the ground? Do you hang tight? Do you? And then, you know, it's the spring rains and the wind and the tornadoes and the hail. Yeah. Whether you have outside crops or inside crops, the hell's going to destroy. Is the hell going to be big enough to destroy a high time? I mean, I think you just constantly stress. I mean, that's fixing to amp up too. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, let's, not, let's not have any <laughs> bad. Let's not have any bad weather this spring. And then it's always like, let's not have a drought. But then yeah. I'm like, I think I'd rather have a drought than right. a tornado come through. I mean, it's constant, it's never ending. And then you get into the heat, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think if we don't have other farmers, growers to talk to, it can take a toll. Right. And I've I've seen it, and I've experienced it personally, and it's. And I'm not saying other people that don't do it understand, but like, it's just a it's a different deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to meet a need. You're growing something that's totally dependent upon the weather, and one wrong move, it's over. Right. You know, you're trying to set hours to be open to people. At the same time, you kind of got to save yourself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you need kind of a day, even if it's just to work. Yeah. And so it just, I think there's, it's just very demanding. It's very demanding. You don't know how much to grow. You can't base anything off the previous year. You just kind of have a, I think you just have a baseline and you try to just do a little bit more every year yeah. and see what happens. And it, I think you, I don't know, the, the whole learning thing is insane. Like you never stop learning and don't ever base, don't base anything you did last year for this year. Because <laughs> it'll blow up in your face when you least expect it. Do you ever, do you ever wonder why you did this? And you think, why don't I go back to every July? It's safe? Every <laughs> July when it's hot, and I'm trying to control the heat inside those tunnels. I yeah. think, man, I don't, I don't know if this is smart or dumb. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I guess then you get to October and you sell out. And like I'm done yeah. for the rest of the year. And then like, you, I'm yeah, good and then now. you kind of you just clean up. And yeah. I didn't grow this winter. I didn't grow. I didn't. I usually grow. I just continue to grow, not necessarily for the public, but for us, because sure. I love growing inside those tunnels in the winter, and they smell good, and they smell like dirt, and mm-hmm. I love being in there. It's it is therapy, but I kind of had to just step back this year and take a second. Yeah, and yeah. it literally has come down to stopping, owning, owning what you do trying to still be able to take care of your family and yourself because we don't take care of ourselves when we farm. We might not eat for a day, two days sometimes because you don't think about it and that sounds stupid but you're you're so tired at the end of the you're day. Ch- well, you're ch- you're chasing. There's, you're always you're either ch- you're trying to get this done before rain or this before the wind or this before the tornado. I mean, yeah. you're you're always beating something. Ground's too wet. Ground's too dry. I'm gonna have to till here. I've got to get this planted. It's constantly. It's ever changing. I mean, you can have the best laid plans and go out there and. The weather's just going to laugh at you. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I lost a tunnel last year. It was July, uh-huh. and it was my strawberry house. And I knew that night the winds were bad, and I knew we had a heck of a shot to get hit. Yeah. And we literally had three 
downbursts within a mile and a half, and I was in between it, and my tunnels are all lined up together, and it was ninety-eight. It was a ninety-eight mile an hour wind, yeah. and just a microburst, and it hit the corner of that strawberry house and collapsed it. And my daughter was going to work that morning at six, and she came in the bedroom, and I said, "Tell me what it looks like when you get to the end of the road." And she texts like. I don't know, 45 seconds later, and she goes, I don't know what it looks over there, but we don't have a gate at the end of the road anymore. And I thought, if we don't have a solid steel gate, <laughs> I don't have... Yeah, definitely I, don't have I, a strawberry tunnel. We probably don't have some plastic <laughs> yeah. on some pipe. Jeez. And I literally drove over there and looked at it and took a picture of it. Like, okay. And drove back to the house and had a cup of coffee. Yeah, because <laughs> I can't do anything about can't it. Can't do anything. Yeah. And at that point, I couldn't. You know, liability. I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was it was like a giant took us sat on it. I mean, right. it just it just crushed it in half, three quarters of the tunnel. Jeez. And so at that point, I couldn't be open for. Yeah. Strawberries were done. Even you know they had pretty much been done anyway because it was July. But I just made the call that we were done and. Anybody that wants some plants, come, <laughs> come on get down. them. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's over, officially. You uh, you mentioned then education. You're always learning. You're always learning. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a big part of what you do as well. Yep. Tell us a little bit about like having kids out and teaching classes and stuff like that with what you do. We had actually, actually had two homeschool groups out last week, Thursday and Friday, and they were actually my first ones. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. We planted. They all got to plant a plant and take a... Um, a potted plant home. We talked about the care and stuff, and with through the Department of Ag, Ag in the classroom, I had some of their handouts, so we went through that. We did a tour through the strawberry house. Some of the strawberries were turning, so mm-hmm. now they know to come back for you pick. Um, I love the stinking kids. I just, I don't know what it is. I love, I love the little people, and that was another thing that was hard during COVID was... I have so many regular customers. I have kids that have been coming out since they were, when mama was carrying them, you know, when they were pregnant with them. And I've watched little people be born and grow and help me pick carrots. And they jump out of the car and they run to you to hug you. And that's that's what it's about. That is definitely what it's about. Um, The kids are great, absolutely great. Um, I think on these, I think on these two homeschool groups, I probably taught the parents just as much, you know, just mm-hmm. asking questions. I, I, I think it's great. I, everything I know from gardening is either from a grandparent or what I have learned on my own and experimented with. And there is no stupid question. Yeah, there is not not a stupid question one that you could ask me. And I just believe that, and I'm probably going to give you a different answer to the same question every year, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. it changes. Right. You know, everything changes. Yeah. But no, I love it. I love the school groups. We do a lot of photography too. We've been doing photography for seven years mm-hmm. out there, and that's huge. Yeah, just and, coming out for them yep. to do their senior shoots or do senior shoots, shoots, just come shoots out. in the sunflowers. Yeah, shoots in the strawberries. Um, we have an old truck that they can rent that we set up. Mm-hmm. Um, the my store, I call it my store, where I sell produce from, is an old milk barn. Yeah, that my great great grandparents started in and. I've redone it over the years. 
or last year, I guess it was last year going into the season. No, it was 2019, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because it rained for like 45 days right after I painted it, thank goodness. But I was like, this is about right. Yeah. Let's just go into a nice flood. It's all dirt in front yeah. of it, and there's no grass, and it's muddy. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Did you paint it white? Yep, that's white. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course you did, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Why not? I yeah. mean, it makes sense. Oh, that's brilliant. Uh, I mean, I I love the generational stuff, and it always comes around with agriculture. Mm-hmm. I love, like, you know, just the journey that you've taken to getting there and, like, planting was therapy, and now it's just become, you know, part of a you know business oh. and everything that comes with it and just the families as well that come in and the kids and it's it's really cool um and i know you said before we recorded i don't know what i'm going to say because i don't think i have much to talk about oh. but that's the beauty of it is because it's just normal to you right it's this normal. is your story this is normal mm-hmm. um and and it's special right Every, everyone's story is special oh, like yeah. it's, it's so awesome to to hear you speak about it because it's something that is ingrained in you for five generations and you know it's extremely hard work uh i know i'm sure there's plenty of nurses listening that were like hey we were our backsides off this year and i'm mm-hmm. you did no doubt with yeah. this virus as well yeah, absolutely and like there's two professions there that you could have gone into and you would have been yeah. working both of you crazy crazy amounts um but i mean it's just such a course i love it um and, and being a- down that part of t- country yesterday like i Oh, it's oh, about yeah. the state. Like I need to come down and see it. I had it asked last week at the. There was some nurses. There was some moms that were nurses in that group. One of those mm-hmm. groups last week, and they asked me what my background was, and I was like, actually, I'm a nurse, you know, and I've been out of it forever. And I, they, she, one girl, she said, do you have you kept your nursing license active? And I said, I've always kept my nursing license active until year before last. Yeah. And I, it's been, I renew it the same month, every two years, always have. And for some reason, it slipped my mind. Yeah. And I honestly believe that that was intentional, subconsciously Mm -hmm. somewhere, or a a God intervention, um, because I no longer had anything to fall back on. Yeah. And I think that was the, I need to be propelled forward. Mm -hmm. And... That's we almost quintupled the amount of strawberry plants that I've for this year, and just some some different things. And I really think that without that, without that elapsing, I don't know mm-hmm. that I would have. Yeah. Think you get stagnant, and then there's the fear of growth. Growth is scary. Oh, you ha- yeah. I mean, it's hence the name, right? I mean, it, <laughs> you have to yeah, go through it. it. Yeah, it is. It's terrifying. Yeah, it is for me because I don't want to fail. Well, you're comfortable. That's why it's scary, isn't it? Because you get to a certain level, you're comfortable with what's coming in. You're comfortable with the you know the level of production that you're you're putting out, the amount of strawberries, the amount of produce. And like, yeah, I I, you get you like, it's a scare to get to that level. And when you get there, you're like, oh, I I can do this. this. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, it's like being poked, isn't it? It's like you can do more. You can do more. You're like, I don't want to. It's like this the sick (laughs) sick thing on your shoulder, the sick individual that sits on your shoulder and goes. Especially when you have all that land, right, to play with, right? And that's the thing. That's what everybody always says. With all this land, like, why don't you just go bigger? And I'm like, that's, yeah, that's a big operation. That's, that can turn into, turn into a train wreck too, (laughs) you know? I'm not saying we won't. There's some stuff that we have, I say we, uh, my sister and I have Mm -hmm. had some talks, very few. Uh, Matt and I have. 
about some things we were looking at, but you get into bigger scale machinery and the you know the numbers go up and yeah. I'm just a tightwad and money scares me and Growing Pains has been built from literally the dirt and I've never paid myself and I know that's horrible to say but I have yet to pay myself I'm hoping this is the year yeah I just put all the money right back in it and which is really hard to do I've I when mean you have the money coming in you're like that's t- I mean I've been that, I'm, I'm kind of in that position now with like you know you see money coming in and you're like it, it's hard to let it you know you don't want to pay yourself but at the same time you're like it's hard to spend it right? it's hard to spend it because especially when you rely on the weather and everything <laughs> most, else. People, most farmers like, are probably going to listen to this and be like no it's not <laughs> it is for me I'm in a buying track it is yeah. for me it's really yeah, yeah. hard because I don't want a loan and I don't want to I think it's great for the ones that use loans and do whatever but one felled crop yeah your loan payment, I just I don't I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want any more stress. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> it's hard enough as it is. Yeah, it? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just yeah. tr- I'm trying to evolve into a few niche, a yeah. few niche things that I want to stick to. I'm not gonna quit. Gr- I'm not gonna quit growing vegetables. I'm not. I'm gonna change probably the amount mm-hmm. and how we do it. But for me, working it full time, pretty much by myself. I need to give myself a break yeah. a little bit. And I have just literally <laughs> I've literally destroyed myself in the past couple years. And so this last year has really been a gut check for me mm-hmm. on is it worth it? There's a lot of what's worth it. Right. I still have a family. I still have a home. I still have my own stuff. And my my O C D or whatever you want to call it is so severe that I always want everything to look pretty and everything to be clean and it takes a toll yeah and you got to figure out what to let go and I'm not going to let that go so I got to let something else go you got to let something else go so it might be 50 tomato plants that I'm letting go (laughs) but I'm going to let it go yeah you just got to figure out the happy medium there and I don't know that we any any of us ever get to that but But you've got to have the the, you've got to have that part of you that says I need a break I need something Mm -hmm. I can't keep doing this it's okay to breathe today yeah yeah and I, I'm horrible. I, my family knows it. Yeah. My friends know it. It's okay to it's okay to not work yeah. for ten hours. You almost need your friends to come over and just be like, "Let's go." Yeah. Like if you come a over, of wine, I will we're not gonna work. go and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need somebody to come here today, yeah. so I won't work. Open invite. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. come and hang out. Because <laughs> well, you're, you're never not working. That's yeah. the thing. Is that. People say, "What are you doing today?" And I always say, "Oh, I don't know, nothing." But it's, I mean, yeah, you've got animals to. You still, you've got to feed animals. You have to. You've got to water. You've got to open tunnels so it doesn't get too hot. You've got your daily routine, and then somewhere in there, yeah. you have to add in everything else that needs to get run done. to the store or whatever yeah, it is. You like, still yeah. have to. I always say, I'm still a wife and a mom. Yeah. And people say, "Why aren't you open seven days a week?" <laughs> Uh, Please well, come and try it. If you want to, come on down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not open seven days a week. For one, I don't have enough stuff. Yeah. Strawberries just don't, like, turn in five minutes. And I need I can't work when there's people there, you know? Yeah. Like, that's the truth. People yeah. stop in all the time. I love it. I stop what I'm doing. But if I'm open all the time, when am I going to be on the tractor? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean it makes total sense. It's, You're right. You have to... I'm not going to be on a tractor with a bunch of little kids running around. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Somebody else can do that. I don't operate that way. I yeah. don't, I'm not going to hurt somebody, you know? 
you have to have time to do all those other things that you've got to plan. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, and like it's, I mean, that's kind of what I guess what you've been doing up until this point now, right? This mm-hmm. this time, and and you've been super busy, and and then you're, you're planting this, and then that gets squared away, and this time it's, you're yeah, always it's next, planting seeds next, and next, something. Next, yeah. yeah, it's next. What's next? I know what's next now. Yeah. Yesterday I realized what's this week. <laughs> this is the project for this week. Right. Uh, well, so for everyone listening, like. They're probably thinking, I can't. I mean, I want to go pick strawberries. This is coming to the season. Like, I want to buy stuff. For everyone listening, how can they find you? How can they follow you? And how can they get involved and, and come they and see you? They can follow me on Facebook, Growing Pains on Facebook, and on Instagram. As strawberry season starts, it'll start for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to open April 10th or April 17th, sure. pending. Obviously, let's hope we don't have another freeze. Yeah. Um, I'll post every Sunday on Facebook hours for the week. We typically. Now, we have more strawberries this year than we have in the past, but the berry farm north of me doesn't have as many, Mm. so we'll have their overflow. Um, We have the same amount this year, and then he'll expand next year for some more, but um, we're usually, when we say we're open, our hours are 9 to 12 or until picked out. Yeah. We're usually picked out by 1030. Yeah. Especially as season starts, because people will line up. They just line up down the road at 830. Mm-hmm. waiting for the gate to open and yeah. it's insane and it's insanity and I, I always tell people until picked out because I don't want anybody disappointed because right. on these, a lot of these agritourism venues people are driving a couple hours yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't want them upset They're taking the day trip or taking yes, the trip and I don't want there, them to right? show up <laughs> there's nothing there you yeah. know and I try to if they call during the week the out of towners always say holler at me during the week I'll pick a day and you can just come out I do a lot of private picks yeah I know a lot of people don't like that, you know, but that's what works. It works for me. Families appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's for. I mean, yeah, we're in this for us, but we're not. Yeah. This is my career, but that's so funny to you hear get, that. Yeah, like, well, yeah. This is when my was the job. first time? Is that the first time you said that? Okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely a career now. It's gone from a hobby to you know, but it's, it's your but, job. You know, yeah. without customers, yeah. you're not selling anything. When you'll get fulfilled by kids coming out, yeah. especially when and it's I in like the week it. and a family coming out and enjoying it, because they appreciate you taking the time out. You know, you could just say, "Hey, no, it's, it's open this time, this time, and we'll see you then." I just you know? can't. And, I, and man, you're, I, you're gonna lose that customer. They're not gonna come and see you, are they? Right. And I'm, I struggle with the no mm-hmm. saying no. That's a yeah. constant struggle, but. Well, this has been awesome. I'm, Rita, I really appreciate you sharing. Um, you know, it, it, I'm excited to to hear what people think and, and just the reviews and stuff from this. It, it, you know, it's such a cool story. I love agriculture as well, you know, and this is why we do this podcast. Uh, it, it's just there's so many little stories in it. And then back to what you said earlier, you know, this is just normal to me. I don't, you know, I don't think I have much to talk about. Well, you do because we've been here for 45 minutes <laughs> and this is really cool stuff. And I am super happy that you came in. So for everyone listening, I'll post the links to Reader's Facebook page and Instagram down below and you can go click on that. Keep an eye out on Sundays for the hours and then go pick you some strawberries. And if not, you can have some produce as well whenever that's yeah. ready. And pumpkins in, in, in October. Yeah, The absolutely. first week because yeah. they're going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for coming down, Rita. And then for everyone listening, I will catch you next episode. Cheers.
Huge thanks to Oklahoma Agrotourism uh, for helping set this podcast up. Hundreds of farms and ranches across the state of Oklahoma invite you to explore and experience the intersection of agriculture and tourism. Oklahoma's growing adventure. Pet a pig, help with a harvest, lie around at the lodge, wind down with a wine and more. However, you want to experience agriculture? Let Oklahoma Agrotourism be your guide. Start your adventure at oklahomaagrotourism.com. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.